welcome back everyone to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to a friend of mine if you haven't met. This is my good friend, Thomas Maldonado. Say hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. <laughs> you nailed that. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to talk about this conversation that we're in on spiritual warfare and really bring this down to a heart level today. Uh, we've talked about the battle that we experience in our mind. Mm-hmm. We talked about the battle that we've experienced against kind of our enemy, the devil, the mm-hmm. flesh, the world. We've, we've been digging into this and every conversation is just taking it a little bit deeper. And today I want to get to the heart. I want to talk about the process that God uses to bring healing to our heart, to fight for our heart. Mm-hmm. And this might be a new idea to some people out there. I think um, we're a very rational culture. We we understand uh, scientific reasoning and we, we understand logic and uh, the mind is sometimes the easier thing to, to grab hold onto and this idea of like fighting against lies with truth and truth comes from the Bible and we can conceptualize that, but really this battle in our mind plays itself out like in our hearts. So can you describe how you've experienced that? Like how have you learned to let Jesus fight for your heart? Can you just share a little bit of your story and process with that and what that means to you? Oof, that's a good question, Corey. Hey. Um, hmm. I have experienced many times over the overwhelming love of the Lord in unexpected ways and moving from like an intellectual knowing of who God is and a historical understanding of who Jesus was into a relationship with uh, his his active presence mm. um, that's probably been the most transformative um, I you know I had a we were in Estonia recently and I had a guy ask me he said in your experience um, who have you seen has been able to actually overcome and move past um, like sinful behaviors and traumas and you know if something bad has happened in your childhood mm-hmm. like who's who's been able to walk through it and I actually loved the question um, and the answer I gave him was that it always entails some level of inner healing mm-hmm. because um, I find I can only will myself to act in the right way to a certain point and if I was able to will myself mm. to act a certain way and succeed, I would just fall in the temptation of pride. And so by design, I'm made to be needy um, in a surrendered way with the Lord. And so learning to trust him, mm. that he's good, mm. that uh, he can care for the tender and vulnerable areas of my heart in a better way than I could ever imagine. Um, and he can protect me in a greater way than I would be able to. Mm. Is that? Yeah, let me, that's great. Let's, can you say a little bit more about that and maybe how that process started for you? For, the, for those who might be new to the idea <clears throat> of like God bringing healing inside of us to our hearts. I know that was a new idea to, for you many years ago when uh, God started some new things in your spiritual journey. And so can you... Just tell us a little bit about how you woke up to what God wants to do inside of you. Mm, that's a good, that's mm-hmm. a good. The, this was 10 plus years ago, mm. uh, I went through a really awful 
time in my own life where um, all the things that I was not equipped to know how to handle came crashing down. And I got invited to go to a Bible study. And, you know, I'd grown up in church, but church was like, we go to church on Sunday, we go eat Chinese food afterwards, and that's what we do. <laughs> Chinese um, food's good. Chinese food's good. Mm. Um, and I went to this Bible study, and it was all on how I'm created in the image of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is a relationship, mm. and which means I'm created in the image of a relationship meant to be relational, mm. and that the, the quickest and deepest form of communication is actually relationally, not intellectually. Mm. And that on a heart level, um, I can learn to communicate, uh, and that translates faster than my intellect can understand. Mm. Meaning our, our hearts are designed to connect in a way um, that's deeper and more powerful than just our, our logical reasoning. Mm. And so, for me, I, I've, I'm, a, I'm a thinker. I like to figure things out. Um, my family, I think they're all engineers. So like, like figuring things out and understanding how it works. Mm. And so I went into this really open, like I was like, I'm gonna figure out what's going on here. And if there's any strange voodoo, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna root it out. And so mm. my, my first journal, um, you know, not this one, but you know, I, I opened it up and I was like, Lord, I don't know if you're real. But I'm going to record everything that's going to happen, so that wherever I get to, I'll have a, a way of understanding how I got there. Mm-hmm. And um, part of this Bible study course was learning to understand my heart, mm-hmm. which previous to this I probably had no access to. I think probably in my parents' divorce when I was young, I closed off my heart and it became pretty much apathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, I would. I would see things happening in life and think, I should probably be a little bit happier, but I don't care that much. And then bad things would happen in life. And I'd be like, I should probably be upset Mm -hmm. about that. I don't really feel that much. Um, So you felt kind of numb. Yeah. Closed closed off to your heart. Yeah. There was a period of intense pain, you know, and then I just closed off. And it was just easier not to feel. But emotions are like a... I don't know, like a, like a spigot. Mm. And you, if you try to turn off the bad ones, the good ones go with it. And so um, I had no idea. And, you know, we'd go in this course and he'd, he'd look at me and say, so uh, what do you feel? How are you feeling? And I'd say, hungry? <laughs> Chinese food? Hung, hunger's not an emotion. Mm. Try again. Mm. You've said that to me before. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, gosh, this is, this is difficult. Um, but getting down into what was actually going on in my heart on a, on a core level, um, it was as though, I think the best way to describe it, it's like, uh, you ever seen Journey to Center of the Earth, you know, mm. where they're like drilling down. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, are we going to find anything? And all of a sudden there's dinosaurs in like a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to understand the journey into my own heart. Mm. There were lots of dense soil, and and then when I got there, it was like, what in the world is this place? Mm. And I and I learned through journaling yeah. and understanding was that my interior world was the greatest impactor of my exterior, like living out of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
meaning that things that weren't dealt with in my heart were impacting my my relationships, uh, how I saw the world, how I saw God, how I viewed myself, how I interacted with people. Um, I think the uh, another way to describe it would be when you give a, a five dollar. No, no. When you give a $500 response to a $5 offense, mm. meaning something happens mm. and, and I'm at like level 10 rage, which you've probably never seen me. Um, I have not. You're one of the more gentle people <laughs> I know. Uh, but the offense is, you know, like a one or two. So why am I that? Why am I responding at such a high level? It's not because of the one event that just happened. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody cuts me off in traffic, or yeah. it's it's because there's a history of of pain and internalized stuff that's attached to that one event, and that's just a trigger that allows it all to escape. And so, learning, wait, I can, I can go into these areas, and I can invite the Lord to help me unpack and deal with this so that it can process and metabolize. And instead of like responding in immature ways, I can gain maturity by mm. trusting the Lord and allowing him to activate areas inside of me. Sign me up. Mm. Um, there's an adventure in there, the journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of things. Mm. And, and what, what began to happen is I realized there, there were blockages in there. Mm. There were things that... I couldn't deal with on my own, and I, I couldn't even deal with just by myself. I needed to invite other people in to, to help see what this was, to help me hear the voice of the Lord when it was really hard for me to hear because that internalized agreement was so strong um, that it just kept me bound. Mm. Um, and so just learning, a, and I'm still in the process, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get there yeah because i don't think the point is getting there but it's learning to continually walk with the lord and letting and, him into those broken places mm -hmm. inside of us so we can experience yeah. his care and his love in greater ways and learning to listen to the truth of what he does say mm -hmm. that that battle does play out in our mind but you're you're right it's like it's deeper it's not just intellectual mm -hmm. these agreements that we make with the lies they they like form strongholds inside of us that mm -hmm. that keep us i think like it's like a blockage is what you said a blockage yeah. from experiencing god's love so you can know something's true in the scripture a promise of god um like god has a great plan for your future but you're just bound in fear and anxiety yeah. so what's behind that mm -hmm. and so there's a journey that often god needs to take us on deeper to to deal with that stronghold so i love be curious because mm -hmm. you're often the curious one with me yeah. and helping me to be more in touch with the things in my heart that you, Thomas has been just such a great friend, helping me be more honest about the real things in my life and experiencing God on a deeper level, not just settling for a surface level relationship with Jesus. So can you describe a little bit more of that process for you, some ways that God helped you heal on the inside, ways that when you said you let people into that that journey with you to get some help. What what, is, what was that like? For someone starting out in their journey, what, what was your journey mm. like when you started letting people into those spaces? And just practically, like, <laughs> what did that look like? Oh, that was terrifying. Mm. Um, I was really good at putting up a mask mm. and being whoever I thought the people I were with would like the most. Mm. You know, like, I'll, I'll be this person, you know, in this workplace, I'll be this person. Um, you know, in sports, I'll be this person when I'm, 
you know, here. And through a, a long process, the, you know, it was like learning to, to take off these, these masks that weren't really my true self. Um, and, and realize that the identity that, that Jesus has invited me to live out of with him, the heart that he's given me, is far more valuable than a mask that I could place on. Mm. And so becoming increasingly more vulnerable, um, increasingly more honest and more real with um, my, my own experience in an unashamed way and seeing that there was a great um, power in that. Um, but it always requires some level of pain. Like, I don't, I really tried. I was like, there's got to be a way I can get from here to there faster. <laughs> you know, is there a straight line? Is there a way to, to navigate to get to this place that I wanted to and avoid the pain? And I, I tried, but there's no way around it. There's only a way through it. And it's experiencing the pain, but knowing that God's with me, mm. which allows me to experience the pain without um, becoming completely destroyed. Um, because that, that pain equips me to, to gain maturity and gain a, a trust in him. Um, I think an experience of, of that was I went to a conference up in Chicago. Mm. And, you know, I've got my skeptic hat on, right? Like, big skeptic hat on. And I go up to this conference. This is when you're new in this, this journey. Is, this was yeah. really early. Like, mm -hmm. I really just started journaling. And um, we get there, and it's on Emmanuel Journaling. And it's all about journaling with the Lord. And I'm like, sign me up. That's my jam. Like, and they're reading from the stage these you know, journals of interactive journaling with the Lord, which um, for those of you that were on the Holy Spirit retreat, you remember some of this. Mm -hmm. We got to practice that if you're tuning in. It's a, it's a great practice to start in your life if you've never tried it. And like, they're reading from the stage, like word for word, some, some of my own journals. Mm. Uh, just how the Father's heart had responded to them and this journal that they'd written a book about were the same words that he'd put on my heart. And they, you know, they live out in California. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy or maybe we're all just crazy. We'll see. Uh, but part of that is they had this, um, they were going to do a live demonstration on Emmanuel prayer. And so Emmanuel prayer is a, is a form of inner healing prayer of inviting Jesus um, to be present, and so becoming aware of his presence, uh, or if you don't know the Lord's presence, becoming aware of, of, of his peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And then just asking, is there something that you'd like to communicate or talk about? Um, and then you kind of walk this journey of allowing Jesus access to the inner layers of your heart, to the uh, internalized beliefs and usually they're attached to some form of agreement or memory mm. that's impacting um, your, your current identity um, or life in a positive or negative way. And so I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Mm. And so I go and there's like 20 of us sitting around and they're, they're doing this, you know, session. And I'm, I'm like, it's like at the, like a mag magician show, you know, I'm like, all right, where are the strings? Like, how are they? going to figure this out because I just want to understand. And so we go into the first session and I'm sitting there and we close our eyes and, you know, they're praying and like right away, I'm taken back into a memory myself, one that I hadn't 
ever thought about, wasn't in my normal pattern of thinking from when I was eight years old. Like I'm just taken there in, a, in an immediate way. And I just opened my eyes because I was like, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> too too <laughs> not vulnerable. Go, not going there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we went in and you know, they did their session, but I was kind of rattled by, mm-hmm. by that experience. Uh, and they did it again in the afternoon, afternoon session, and the exact same thing happened. We went into prayer asking the Lord, and I'm taken back to this one memory. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this, this is odd. Um, but I was not prepared to go there. Uh, I don't know why, it just felt too, too real, like too close to the, the core of some beliefs that I had about myself. And so I kind of boxed it up and put it away. Mm. And um, I was driving home from Chicago and the whole time, like I can't get this nagging thought of, I, I should probably invite the Lord into whatever that was because I, I can't, I can't get past the thought that he wants to speak to me about this. Um, I'm gonna save the rest of the story probably for a, a part two, but mm. the, the real impact from that one memory was that he led me on a journey um, almost over a whole year of time of, of teaching me the things that I had agreed about who I was when I was eight was a story that no longer served me you know, as a man who was in his 20s. And he rooted out a lot of lies that I just accepted as true. Mm. Um, that without him doing that, I would probably still be stuck. Mm. I would probably still think and believe those things that were not true and did not align with, you know, what he says about me. Um, and so that's, I think that, I think that highlights the, on a high level, that process. And I, and I would say to whoever's listening, if mm. even just talking about that, if there was something like in your heart that was like, oof, oof, like maybe, just maybe the Lord wants to invite you to be free from that as well. Mm. Um, there, I'm not going to say there's an endless supply of lies, but there's a lot of lies that get internalized as truth that, that cause a lot of pain. And Jesus said, I'm the, the way, the truth, and the life. I, I came to set you free. And freedom um, is not just a, a physical being bound and not just a mental being bound, but it's on a, on a heart level, emotional identity, being bound to things that are of the world, that other people have spoken, that don't align with, with his heart and who he's called you to be. Mm-hmm. And so learning to trust him in that process is terrifying, um, but it's the best mm. that uh, we have to get access to here in this life. Yeah, and it's scary to us because we have to trust this God we don't see when we've been hurt by people in this world that we do see. And we've learned to agree with the ways that we've been hurt rather than trusting in the God that created us. And that's part of the freedom the gospel brings into our life is God shows us that he loves us and he cares about our pain. He cares about our wounds and he cares enough to die for the mistakes that we've made, the ways that we've hurt other people because none of us are above that. Um, And so that's what we want to encourage you in is that it's God's perfect love, 1 John 4 says, that casts out fear, that it's his love that invites us on this journey to go to these uncomfortable places, these painful places, because he cares about us enough 
to help us heal and to find freedom. And that doesn't make all the pain go away, but it helps us to experience his presence there and to find the truth of what he really says about us. And I appreciate you just kind of introducing us to this process in your life. I would love to do part two sometime, but I I think this introduction is really important. Mm -hmm. And I'd I'd love for you to just give some final encouragement around if if someone is having some things come up, they're they're sensing, yeah, I think I have a stronghold or a memory's coming up for me that, you know, creates some anxiety or fear. Like, where's a good place for them to start getting some help with that? Um, Well, I think for me, what I've learned is always going straight to the source. Mm. So let's just pray. Mm. Uh, Holy Spirit, thank you for this interview, uh, for this podcast. Thank you for each person that is uh, watching or listening or that can hear my voice. Uh, Jesus, we just invite your peaceful presence um, to be tangible. Uh, Lord, if there's something that you want to communicate um, or remind, uh, we just acknowledge that you can do that in whatever way that uh, you desire. Um, to bring about uh, freedom, um, to show us more of your love um, and how it transforms everything. Um, Jesus, thank you for who you are, um, for your sacrifice, and for your continual pursuit of our hearts into wholeness and alignment with, uh, with you. Amen. Amen. Going straight to the source, that would be my advice. And if, if that's scary, if there's pain in that relationship between you and the Lord, finding someone that, that knows him well, that you feel safe with, um, that has the aroma of his peaceful presence, uh, and, and saying, can you, can you help me? Um, I, I, there's something that's beyond my ability to deal with. And that's okay. Um, I, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need help. You, you know I need uh, help. And like learning to ask for help and trusting that process is part of what it means to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter is going to be 19 soon. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had lots of conversations about adulting. And she shared with me that she felt like she would be a failure as an adult if she didn't ask for help. And I shared with her that the only way you can be a failure as an adult is if you don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. That asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Mm-hmm. And so um, reaching out and just saying, I, I don't know what's happening, but can, can I get some help? And whether that's from a physical person or from the Lord, or both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like we are made to be in community together and our our strength of understanding the father's heart comes when we come together in vulnerability mm. and seek him you know, there's things that he, he chooses to to speak over us in a communal way um that draw us together closer to his heart and closer to each other yeah so and i think that's yeah that's that's, that's about it as far as advice sometimes we make it too complicated Mm -hmm. and it's the simple things that bring change to our lives when we actually listen to what the holy spirit's saying to us even if it's as simple as you know what i got some stuff in there i need some help with and i'm gonna start spending time with jesus 
alone for myself to get to know his voice better and and bringing these real things in my heart to him you can start that wherever you are um in your car you can that he's always with you and it's us who who tend to become numb or shut down or close ourselves off to him and so i appreciate the encouragement just to to open your heart up to the lord wherever he has you and whatever he's doing in your heart to take the next step with him and to not do that alone that's one of the things the enemy always wants to do is to isolate us and to convince us that, man, there is there's something too messed up for us that other people can't handle. When the reality is when we share the ways we are messed up and we need help, it actually brings us closer together. And that's why I appreciate our friendship because we don't have to hide. We don't have to pretend. And we can bring our real stuff together to the Lord, and that has helped us grow. Um, and that is a part of maturing and growing up that we want to encourage you in. And, and it's a young adult community to help each other mature and grow up in the Lord by, by dealing with our, our pain, not hiding from it, and God's timing to, to get the healing and the help that we need. Um, because that's the gospel. We're not meant to do it on our own. I, I don't know what passage you have. I'll let you go first because you just pulled it up. But I had one I wanted to close with. What 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 God put on your heart while we were talking? Why don't you close with yours and I'll I'll pray mine out. That's awesome. Uh, I would also say like mm-hmm. there's this book called God's Word. It's the Bible, and asking the Holy Spirit to illuminate whatever He wants you to know from His Word mm-hmm. is phenomenal. There's so much good stuff in here, and it's one thing to read it just to gain the information mm-hmm. intellectually. It's a completely other thing to to experience his living word speaking directly to your heart Mm -hmm. and so inviting the holy spirit to come in and say hey i just need to hear from you Mm -hmm. and just reading and sometimes it's the first verse Mm -hmm. and you're like in tears (laughs) and other times it may be a whole chapter later but not giving up Mm -hmm. and and just realizing that he's he's given us ways to communicate with him um, that are tangible Mm -hmm. um, and that can be accessed yeah a lot of times people ask me like where do i start i don't i don't get this like i hear god speaking to me through the bible and really the best place to start is by reading it and asking the holy spirit to just highlight one thing Mm -hmm. in the scripture and and that's the learning to read the bible on a heart level and the best place to start if you've never read the bible is the new testament to start with one of the gospels that tells you the story the life the death the resurrection of jesus what god is really like And just asking the Holy Spirit to show you something that sticks out to you about him, about yourself, about what he wants for you. And if you read a chapter a day and just pray that prayer and and just spend some time in quiet listening, writing down what's on your heart, you'd be amazed at how the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It just, that's a great starting point. And then there's this journey to the center of the earth that God always wants to take us deeper in our whole life. And so just to encourage you, this is a passage from Romans 5 says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love when we were utterly helpless Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. That was strong. I mean, it's some good stuff in there. It's a lot of good stuff. We can unpack <laughs> it, but what did God give you? And I will. Uh, I, we're not going to give you another sermon on this passage, but that was just to encourage you. Oh, uh, there's. Uh, I would say Proverbs is another great place to start. Mm. 
Mm. Like there's 31 Just proverbs. Practical there's, wisdom. There's at least 31 days in the month, and mm. um, I'll even put a challenge out there. So do it. Okay. All right. So um, there's a proverb that says the I think it's the fools make sport of wickedness mm. as the wise do with wisdom, and um, mm. Years and years ago, uh, at work, we developed the Proverbs game. And so the Proverbs game is we would ride in the truck together and we would insult each other with Proverbs. <laughs> I mean, it, You made it's a great. sport out of it. We made a sport out of it, you know, like, uh, um, here, I, I, I'm gonna rib you a little bit. So um, I'd be like, hey, Corey, you're, you're pretty quiet. Even a fool looks wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Hmm. So hit me back with a proverb. Have you got one? Well, Thomas, I'm not good at this game, I don't think. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Did you know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom? Wow. Did you know that a dog returns to his vomit like a fool returns to his folly? Yeah. I, I had heard that one before. And did you know it's better to live on the roof of a house than in a house with a nagging wife? Oof. Did you, you know? You don't want to be like that. Did you know? This is great. That uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives a blessing from the Lord. Indeed. So you, you, you can pick it up. You can have a conversation with wisdom from the Bible in a, in a real-time and active way. And so over the years, this developed into a game called the Proverbs game. I know. Really creative. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can go seven rounds and so we'll get the crew together and if they can go seven rounds that's seven times around the circle with no repeats um, I buy everybody a steak dinner mm. and so this is about to get an expensive challenge for it, you. It, it, it will but we'll see you know um, I, I'll put that out there to anyone that, that wants to learn some proverbs and uh, we can get a group together and if you can make it seven rounds I'll buy a steak dinner but you got to make it seven rounds, and you can't throw in, you know, proverbs that aren't actually proverbs. And um, so that's a, that's a fun game that we've learned over the years, just to internalize His Word mm-hmm. um, in a practical way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've seen you do that with your guys when you're running your landscape company, and it, it it was a it was a great way to just bring God's Word into ordinary life and get them thinking about it. And so that's what we want to encourage you is to start somewhere, wherever God's leading you on this journey. We went pretty deep today, but there's other layers that we could go to with this idea of the battle for your heart. But we just hope that you are encouraged to know that God's fighting for your heart. He cares for your heart. And he wants you to experience his love on deeper and deeper levels so that your outside world can be really at peace with who God's made you to be as his beloved son and daughter. And so, Thomas, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story today. Look forward to part two sometime, and we'll be creating some opportunities to go deeper in this Wait, as well as a community. Do you, do you feel like we went deep today? I, I feel like we like scratched the surface. Mm, I feel like uh, we went deeper than we've taken this conversation so far. Okay. There's a lot more there mm-hmm. as an encouragement. Yeah. So that's your teaser. Yeah. And can, I, I, can, I, can I read out on the scripture? Is you, that okay? You can. Yeah. Go for it. You sure you don't mind? I don't mind. Okay. Close us out, brother. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, This is in Ephesians 3, starting at verse 14. Mm -hmm. Prayer for spiritual strength. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, 
may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. It's fun to have my friends on the podcast. Thanks for joining us today, Thomas. I hope this was an encouragement to you. We'll see you next time.